I was 23 when we bought our first business. My degree was in exercise and sports science, and I had never had a full-time job. Lesson. You don't need an MBA, a degree from Harvard, or business experience to express your entrepreneurial spirit. In fact, over the years, my business partner and I used to reflect on the mistakes we made and wonder if it might have been cheaper and quicker to earn an MBA from Harvard than the path we took of learning along the way. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. After closing on the purchase of our business, my partner and I left the attorney's office and headed to take over what was now our business. We were eagerly perched at the cash register when our first customer approached. They gave us their money, and as we rang up the transaction, we realized there's no change in the cash register. We made a quick dash to the bank to secure small bills and rolls of coins. Lesson. When you buy an existing business, you don't get to keep the change in the cash register. The entrepreneurial journey is full of beautiful and difficult lessons. And at its core, entrepreneurism is a spirit, not a role. It's a way of approaching life and work. It involves having vision, taking risk, tapping into deep beliefs, and unleashing creativity. Your entrepreneurial spirit can manifest in a number of ways as a business owner, a corporate executive, a nonprofit leader, an employee, an artist, a retiree, blogger, influencer, on and on. The question isn't whether you have an entrepreneurial spirit. The question is how must that spirit best express itself through you? Today, is our final piece of the Spark Your Spirit series. We've already identified that your entrepreneurial spirit doesn't require a fancy degree or experience. So let's flip that idea over and ask what is required to ensure your dream, idea, product, or service that must come through you flourishes. So here's a truth, and this truth has a capital T. You have something the world needs. And the only way to bridge the gap between what you have and what others need is marketing and sales. So if you just cringed (laughs) at the prospect of having to be in marketing and sales, you're not alone. And perhaps a key starting point is this. Embrace that reality, regardless of how painful it is, rather than looking to outsource it. No one can market or sell your dream, idea, product, or service like you can. Case closed. So, 
Just like we've redefined what the entrepreneurial spirit is, let's consider a new or, or broader definition of marketing and sales and why they're both critical to your journey. Let's start with marketing. Marketing is the process of transforming information into interest. Let's say that again. Marketing is the process of transforming information into interest. And throughout time, the intent of marketing has remained the same. Earn people's attention, gain their interest. Gary Vaynerchuk says it best, we're all day trading attention. And in today's hyper-distracted world, how do we earn attention? Well, by speaking to people's value language. In other words, why would a person be interested in your dream, idea, product, or service, right? What value does it specifically hold for them? Too many people talk in terms of why they care about their dream, idea, product, or service. And unless your audience is your mom, no one else cares. They only want to know why should I care, right? Why is what you have important to me? And to get someone else interested in what you know or have, you must communicate in words or images that resonate with them. Think about our typical social media interaction. Most of it is scrolling. What are we doing when we're scrolling? We are searching for something that speaks to our interest. And when we find it, right, when we find words or images that speak to our value language, we stop and we pay attention. Let's consider one barrier that could prevent us from marketing effectively. And that's the fact that it can be uncomfortable or it might feel pushy. We already do this and we're often unaware and we're not annoying people when we do it. Here's an example. You go to a great restaurant, you have a great meal, you watch a great movie. We automatically think, who is someone who would be interested in this? Who's someone I know in my sphere of influence who would want to know about this restaurant or about this movie? And we tell them that is not being pushy and it's not uncomfortable because we know that they have an interest and it's important for us to share with them. If Sarah and I are in a conversation with someone and they mention an interest in quaint mountain towns in North Carolina, we are going to tell them about Black Mountain. It's incumbent upon us to let people know about anything that might benefit them. That's marketing. All right, let's talk about sales. Sales is a mutually beneficial exchange of value. Let's say that again. Sales is a mutually beneficial exchange of value. The essence of sales is moving people to action, profitable action, not beneficial action. And the entrepreneur's job, yes, it is your job, is to help a person make a good buying decision that benefits everyone. People must buy in 
to your dream idea, product, or service. Right? In other words, in order to benefit them, we need buy-in. Jeffrey Gittimer says, people don't like to be sold, but they like to buy. Why is that? What makes that statement true? Well, sales often feels pushy. Buying is an invitation. Sales is about you. Buying is about them. And although we use the word sales in this context of sales and marketing, or marketing and sales, it's really about helping someone buy. And let's uncover one key barrier that can get in the way of effective selling. Objections. No one likes rejection ever. And that's what objections feel like. They feel like a personal rejection to our recommendation of buying. The most common objections we encounter are time and money. As in, that's a really cool idea, or that's a neat product, but you know, I just don't have the time for that right now. Or we don't have the resources, the money for that right now. So let's go back to marketing. Because if we buy that, if we buy that objection at face value, we have become a victim. In other words, we have to wait for them sometime in the future to perhaps come upon some time or money that they're willing to give to our dream idea, product, or service. When in reality, what they're saying is not the full truth. Not that they're lying. They actually don't know how to express it in the fullest truth, which is this. It's not about time or money. Everyone has time or money. The question is, where do we allocate it? So that means the real objection is value. Someone hasn't seen the value of your dream, idea, product, or service as it relates to them. Everyone, again, has time. The question is, are they going to give it to you? Everyone has money. The question is, are they going to give it to you? Only if it feels like a beneficial exchange of value. If not, the answer is no. So effective marketing and effective sales, they require courage, passion, a process, and skill. And without mastering marketing and sales, all you have is a dream, idea, product, or service that goes nowhere and benefits no one. So, Resist the temptation to suppress that entrepreneurial spirit that resides within you. The workplace, and better yet, the world, needs your dream, idea, product, or service. We started this podcast reflecting on a few lessons. Here is one final lesson. If I can do this, you can do this. If you'd find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. Or text REVIVE, R-E-V-I-V-E, to 33777. And consider subscribing to Revive Your Work in your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, give us a like or leave a comment. That means a lot to us. We'll see you next time 
as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and professional lives.